Today's message, it is entitled Overcoming Emotions, Overcoming Emotions. Um, if you are on Facebook, they have a uh, deal on there, have for a long time. You, could, um, you can make a post and then you can put, I'm feeling this way. And there's about a gazillion emojis, all right? Uh, and, and there's so many emotions we could talk about, but today we're just going to look at some of the most important ones, I guess, um, or, or, or uh, some of the major emotions that we can have on a daily basis and sometimes on a continual basis and how to overcome those um, with God's help. You know, living in this world today, um, one thing that I know is not going to change, uh, definitely not for the better, it's probably going to change more for the worse, and that's life is going to be a continued roller coaster. Okay, and so I think it's important that we go ahead and accept that um, we might not like it, but that that's how the world is. Okay, this is the uh, sometimes together in spirit and truth in worship. This is the closest to heaven you're going to get, uh, because out there is where the mission field is. Out there is where things are real and raw and and not always um, you know of God. You know, one moment you may feel so up. And maybe you're like me that you, in just a flash, you can feel so down. Now, maybe you aren't like me. I tell people, on all due respect for those who are bipolar, I'm tripolar. Had no doctor diagnosed me. All I need you to do is talk to my wife. Okay? Maybe some of you are like, listen, I've been that you had issues, Pastor. You're not telling me nothing. But, um, well, there you go. I came out the closet and told you. But, you know, um, we, we all can identify with emotions. And um, I'm, I'm a pretty emotional person. Okay? That doesn't, listen, just emotion does not make you weak. I want to say that to you. Makes you human. Makes you human. Um, as I was praying about where God would have me to go today, and as we are transitioning from summer to fall, uh, and from uh, no school to school, I hate to tell all the students that. Some of you may be excited to get back to school, but give them a week and they won't be excited about getting up. But I said, God, what do, you, what do you want me to share with the people? And, and, and it was just, I, I told Brother Trey, I said, I said, God's leading me to talk with them about changing seasons and how God wants to guide us regardless of the chaos. You know, some of you right now are in the best season maybe you've ever been. Most of you are probably in a season you've never been in, and maybe some of you are in the worst season you've ever experienced. I don't know what you might be dealing with, but, but the lower that you are, the, the, the more overwhelmed that you might feel today with your emotions, I believe you're going to be the ones that get the most out of this uh, service. I pray that this encourages you and helps anchor your heart. Would you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, right now, Lord, you're the one that leads us to peace to hope, to strength. God, today I pray, Lord, that no matter where each person might be right now, what might be going on, what they're feeling, what they're not feeling, God, that they would feel your love for them. And Lord, they would connect their heart to you. Lord, because you, Lord, can bring things into their life that otherwise they can't find. God, we, we, we pray today that you'd open our eyes to see what you want us to see, open our ears that we might hear what you want us to hear, and open our hearts that we might receive what it is you want us to receive. May it not just be another uh, bit of information, God, but may it move from our head to our hearts and become life transformation. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. If you've got your worship guide with us, I want to um, sort of give you a faith guide towards um, dealing with some key emotions. The first thing that I want you to see today is this. The Bible says, God says, when you feel afraid, remember, I am still God. 
When you feel afraid, remember that I am still God. Listen, seasons are going to change whether you like it or not. Okay, for those of you that, that like the warm weather, um, the only way God gets you to the next season is he makes it feel like it's hot as you know where out there. And then you're like, okay, I might accept a fall. Okay? But, but, you know, as sure as seasons will change, you can be confident that God won't change. I want you to write that down, that, that, that it's sure that seasons will change, but, but God, he will not change. I don't have it on the screen, but Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord and I do not change. Life might be crazy. Life may be, again, up and down. But no matter how times change, no matter how afraid you might feel, no matter how anxious you feel or may become, God will always be God. One of the greatest ways that, 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 that we get our lives and our hearts stabilized in the midst of crisis situations or anxious situations is we've got to quit trying to play God and recognize that God is still God. Over 365 times, you can write this down to remember, over 365 times throughout Scripture, God tells us, do not be afraid. Fear not. Psalm 56.3 says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. Listen, anywhere else that you place your trust is bound to failure. Just as you might think this is sure, or that's sure, or this person sure you will find that there is nothing sure that's human. But the only sure thing that you can, you can know when you're in that hospital room or you're in that doctor's office or, or when you're dealing with something at home that you go, man, this has turned my life upside down. You have to put your trust not in this situation, but put your faith in your God who in the midst of the changes never changes. Listen, the only way to overcome your greatest fears this is a key piece right here that, that it may sound so small, but it's so huge. The only way to overcome your greatest fears is to know that you have a greater God. If, if the God that you are envisioning is not greater than anything that you might face, you're not ready to face anything. We often have to be reminded that God is still in control. We could have just told somebody else, you know God's in control. And the next minute, we're going, my Lord Jesus, I need, I need to quit singing Jesus take the wheel and know he's got the wheel. Anytime that we believe that God is nowhere to be found or, or might not exist, Satan floods us with anxiety and fear. When, again, when what we are dealing with or, the, or the, the, the word that we just received makes us feel all discombobulated and anxious and afraid, if we don't know that God is still right there and God is still God, we're bound to crumble. Psalm 86.10 says, For you are great and perform wonderful deeds. You alone are God. Listen, the longer you walk with God, I mean truly, the longer you walk with God and you seek to trust in God, the more you will see the hand of God. You will see the faithfulness of God. You'll, you'll see that God worked it out even when you couldn't see anything working out. Listen, we have to remember that there is a God, but we're not him. Our, our greatest danger sometimes, especially if we've been a, a Christ follower for some time or just, you know, really want to have control, is we try to play God. What about when you can't? What about when it's your spouse? What about when it's your son or daughter? What about when it's a situation there's nothing you can absolutely do? If you don't know that God exists, and if you don't believe that God is bigger, 
you're done. It's ruined everything. That's why the scripture says in Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. Listen, being still and recognizing that, that, that God is still God is the first step towards settling your heart. Over my 30 years of ministry, I'm, I'm used to having to try to regroup, okay? I don't only have my situations in my life, because life happens for all of us, but I deal with a multiple, um, uh, you know, stretch of every type of thing you can imagine, okay? And, and, and so um, I have had to learn that, that whenever I get to the point to where I'm up to here and it could start getting here, I got to make sure that I retreat and I don't try to play God, I've got, to, I've got to step back and, and give God my fears, maybe even people that I love, their fears, and know that God is still God, and God will not change even when things change. Listen, when something happens that you didn't expect, when anxiety and fear um, consume you, when, when humanly you're worried to death because there's nothing you can do, no matter how life does change, you have to know that God will never change. I want you to write this down. The same God in 1823 and the same God in 1923 is the same God in 2023. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Society may change. That's been happening to, since the cows came home. Society's been changing. Life's been changing. Things have been changing. Technology changes. But God never changes. His word never changes. His nature never changes. Psalm 105 says, For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. And we talked about last week about, you know, how we got to rely on God's grace. It is because of the grace of God and because you are a child of God through Jesus Christ, your Savior and Lord, you never, ever, ever for the rest of your life and for the rest of your eternity will ever be separated from the love of God. You will never be separated from the goodness of God. Just because you see bad things here doesn't mean God's not doing good things here. His faithfulness continues to each generation. We need to be very careful that we don't buy into what a lot of the culture wants to think. And that is, okay, now society is screwed up because, you know, things have changed. Listen, things always change, but God never changes. And we, we, we've got, listen, we need to know that, don't we? As parents or grandparents. As people, because listen, it, it, what happens is the older we get, the more we realize how God dependent we are. Okay, you got to run into some stuff. You got to get some brokenness to create some openness. People can't know what they don't know. So sometimes God lets things go. You know what I'm saying? He'll build a deluxe pickup truck in your life. He shakes it up so he can get you looking up. Now, whenever we do have fear, Whenever we are afraid, it's never because God wants that for us, okay? It's never. In fact, in fact I think Jesus said this before. He said, don't, don't, don't fear those who can do nothing about your soul. Fear the one who, who, who holds your soul, who determines the fate of your soul. Your soul is your very being. Your soul is what will live e eternal. And so, so we, we, we have to, we need to if we're going to fear anything, we need a healthy fear of God. To understand that if he didn't want us to wake up today, we wouldn't wake up. If he didn't give us the ability to go to work tomorrow, he didn't, we're not going to work tomorrow. Listen, every breath we have is because of the goodness and the grace of God. 
And that, and that grace and his goodness, listen, just as he's always been good and just as he's always been faithful, he will always be faithful. Sometimes you need that at the top of your mind, knowing that, that, that God has not given you, as, as the scripture says in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. When I come to you and I'm, I'm sharing confidence, three hours ago I wasn't that confident. There's plenty of times I'm preparing. I mean, listen, this is what I actually say at my house. We'll be hitting up Thursday or so or Friday, and I'm like, my Lord, we got Sunday again? These people are killing me. It's like, listen, honestly, for me, it's like putting together a research paper each time. But guess what? I don't write the script. God makes me be still, sit down, and seek him. I don't come up with hot topics I want to speak on. I say, God, what do I need to speak into? Because, listen, you can read your Bible on your own, okay? It's, it, nope, nobody nobody um, is without information with the Internet that we have now, okay? You can get your hands on anything you want to learn. I'm trying to not, not um, tell you everything there is to know. I'm trying to get your heart connected to the one who knows everything. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tell you that, hey, you know what? Apart from a close relationship with God, you can't ever experience all God has for you. And some of you, what God I feel like is telling me to say to you right this moment, get off your training wheels and start digging in. Get off your training wheels. Listen, you can ride on the training wheels all your life or you can go on the big wheels he wants for you. You can, you can settle for, for just what you can do or you can say, God, take me where I can't take myself. I get sometimes so excited about the future of this church because I understand I'm giving him the full reign and I know there's a bunch of you who are willing to give him the full reign too and I'm telling you, the devil's shaking because he knows good and well we're very serious around here. Very serious. It's what we live and breathe for. As I often tell you, I said, it's the only reason I live in this county. But there's plenty of times that, that again, I, I, can, I can get all up in my human emotions, and, and, and those human emotions can get you down or, or discouraged or, or feeling like, man, you know, I, I, just, I just don't know if I'm doing any good or I can do this or I can, can carry this out, God. And God's like, listen, I didn't need you to carry it out. I need you to let me work it out in you. I need you to let me carry you. Which brings me to number two. When you feel discouraged, remember, he says, I am your God. When you feel discouraged, remember, he says, that I am your God. I want you to hear this part. It, it sounds simple, but I'm just telling you this. You don't have to be depressed to be discouraged. Okay? But if, if, you, say, if you stay discouraged long enough, you will live depressed. So, so it, it, you don't even got to feed it. Okay? But if you aren't feeding something that I, my wife and I were just talking about some weeds in our front yard, she's like, that's, that's all that keeps growing up the quickest is, is, is the weeds. I'm like, well, what we got to do? Do it. She's like, weed killer, dummy. <laughs> See, me and my wife talk real, okay? That's a love language right there. She's like, listen, his nickname's dummy. She might not have said dummy. It still was something, it was something similar to it. Wouldn't you if you were married to me? You know good and well y'all would, okay? But I, I want you to hear this. If you, if you don't, if you don't um, put some weed killer on your discouragement, your discouragement will not only take you to full-blown depression, but it will keep you knocked down the rest of your life. You, listen, sometimes you got to run to God. you got to run to him. You gotta, uh, sometimes, sometimes the times that we most didn't feel like going to church is the very time we needed to get there. 
Sometimes the time that we, we, we don't even feel like praying is when we, most, we just need to call up somebody or we need to text somebody and say, listen, will you just please pray for me? Listen, at any given moment, this world can play with your emotions. And if you're like me, you can, you can be feeling perfectly fine one moment. Next minute, you feel discouraged. I mean, in fact, it's a true thing. Do you know that most pastors, they got a Monday morning hangover, and it's not because they drank Jack Daniels. Some might. That's other denominations. I just got to give y'all something. Okay? Or what we would have said in the Baptist church. No, the deacons do that. This is awful. I'm going to have to ask my father-in-law to help me out over here. How do I? I mean, I live in the stupid ditch. I mean, I'm just, listen, as my Asher would say, I'm just the way God made me. And he's going to tell his mama some of this stuff anyway. Be like, listen, daddy, I mean, mama, daddy said this. Don't do that, Asher. How many of you, you know what I mean when I say that it's just hard to stay encouraged? All you got to, listen, all you got to do sometimes is just even read other people's Facebook posts. You're not only depressed for you, you're depressed for them. Sometimes I, that's, that's one of my biggest reasons why I don't stay as tight on it as I used to is because, again, I, you can only handle so much secondhand smoke. And, and, and listen, I also learned this, that, that there's a time to say something and then there's a time to quit feeding it. You, you just got to stop. Listen, the quicker you deal with discouragement, the less it grows. But if you don't respect it, it will grow like a cancer. And, and listen, you can know all of life's answers. You can know all of God's word. But if it isn't in your heart and if it isn't encouraging you and guiding you and bringing life to you, you will just feel discouraged. You will feel powerless to carry out his word. Now, I actually like the old song that some of you will remember uh, by Beth Midler uh, from a distance. Okay, we won't sing it together. I want to. I'm singing it in my head right now. But the lyrics say this, from a distance, God is watching us. I want you to hear me and you don't understand this. That is a, if you're a true child of God, meaning you've admitted your sin, believed in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of your sin and the promise of eternal life and confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, the Bible says you have been, become a blood-bought, born-again child of God. All right? The Holy Spirit comes to live within you. God ain't just watching you from a distance if you're a believer in Christ. He is walking with you, and he lives in you. Amen. Listen, he lives in you, and he wants you to walk with him. Sometimes we've got to remember that he put the Holy Spirit in us. Sometimes I'll take my hand. I'm not joking. I'm like, i got to hit that CB. Some of the younger ones are like, what's a CB? Walkie-talkie, okay? For the translation. I'm like, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not good with this stuff, okay? God, you can use whatever at my... But, but sometimes I have to remind myself that the Spirit of God lives in me, okay? And, and here, let me let you know why I'm bringing that up. I got to make sure that I'm listening to the Spirit of God and not my flesh. The flesh says, I'm about to go Kung Fu Panda on you, okay? Maybe you don't have the same Holy Spirit hitting you. It ain't the Holy Spirit, by the way. I mean, only the Spirit of God. You know, sometimes I have to, I'm like, you're a pastor. This isn't going to look good when you go get in a fight with Eminem. I mean, I think about it with anything that I'm doing. The Spirit of God sets us apart, okay? 
The Spirit of God gives us a reason to celebrate even when we're down, even when we're discouraged. We know that God's not only watching us, but God is with us. Only God can give us the peace and the encouragement that we need. God's Word, by the way, we, we, we need to seek God's Word because through that Word, we find encouragement. Everything that God's got in his word, even the things that you're like, well, my Lord, he says I can't do this and I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't do that. Anything God's wanting removed out your life is so that you can have life to the fullest. Okay? It is all about promise. It is all about promise both in this life and the life to come. There's nothing else and there's no other book that can deliver that. But God's word is, it, it, it says that God is our safe haven. This is Refuge Church, but we're not the refuge. We are extensions pointing you to the refuge. We're loving, lifting, and leading you to Christ, understanding that only in Christ can you find peace. Psalm 43, verses 2 through 5, and I encourage you to go back and look at this psalm. The psalmist says, For you are God, my only safe haven. You, you think he knew that before he learned that? How many of you had to learn that? Okay? You, you, you heard about it, but, but now he's your safe haven. He says, my only safe haven, why have you tossed me aside? It's just asking God some questions. Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies, sent out your light and your truth? Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. And I want you to notice that the psalmist is actually having his quiet time. I don't know if this is morning or night. Verse 4 says, there I will go to the altar of God the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my heart, oh God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? He's asking himself this, by the way. He says, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. How often do we find peace with him and then we abandon peace with him? How often do we regroup with him and, and let him be our refuge, especially when things are tough. But then we think that we got it all together and we try to hit cruise control on our fate and we find ourselves in a complacency. And with that, there's no, it's no such thing as, as, okay, I'm just putting a pause button on my relationship with God. You are either pressing towards him or you're drifting from him. There's no in-between. And the scriptures say, I believe it's Revelation 3, 16 and 17, that God's like, listen, I'd, I'd rather you be either cold or hot, but if you're lukewarm, you make me want to vomit. And by the way, none of this stuff was on the script, so I hope you're not taking it personal. I don't know where this stuff's coming from, but I, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you what the Spirit of God is, is telling me. Listen, usually in worship, you know why in worship sometimes we feel God's greater peace than we do other places? Here's why. First of all, we're coming together with other worshipers, okay? Everybody here is different, but everybody here is, knows what we're here for, okay? Um, and, and, but we come into worship, especially if you woke up today and you intentionally got here. You didn't have to be here. So that's why I give you a big pat on the back. You, you were trying to press towards God, okay? The, now, the question is, will you walk with God from here? Because when we're here, we're trying to grow closer to God, but when we're out of here, are we still trying to draw close to God? Because, listen, everything spills out of the relationship that we have with God. I want you to write this down. Our closeness with God will always dictate our joy. 
Our closeness with God will always dictate our joy. The psalmist is like, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. He's like, listen, I'm going to rededicate myself and my situation and my problems back to God. Listen, you can't ride the shirt tails of anybody else's faith or pursuit of God. You can have people all around you just praying, seeking God and what have you and have the peace of God, but you got to find it for yourself. You've got to choose to trust Jesus as your Savior and Lord. You've got to pursue your own personal relationship with God. Listen, to know Jesus and to seek Jesus is to know peace. But apart from knowing and seeking Jesus, there is no peace. You will not find it in a drink, in a bottle, in a pill, in a relationship. There, listen, there is no one that can substitute for God. But thirdly, you need to know that when you feel alone, remember, he says, I am with you. When you feel alone, God says, remember, I'm with you. By the way, almost every, every emotion, he's going, listen, outside of you realizing that I'm God and I'm still large and, and in charge, he's, he's wanting you to know he's with you. <coughs> Nothing worse than, than feeling like you're completely alone. Listen, anytime we're going through a very difficult season, Satan wants to convince us that we are the only ones. Or that we're alone. First of all, you need to know that anything that you faced or are facing, there's somebody in this world that has faced something similar or exact. Okay? You need, sometimes you got to find your tribe. And then what I try to do if I find my tribe, I try to find somebody who not only um, can identify with my greatest pains and hardships, but that they are seeking to handle those things God's way. Have they gotten through it? And have they gotten to the other side of what God wants to do in the midst of it? But I promise you, if you'll look with people, our, our care groups here at the church, even though they're just beginning to blossom, we're about to add two or three more right here in this month, and, and our care groups, that's the, the C-A-R-E stands for Compassion, Accountability, Relationships, and Encouragement for Everyone, all rallied around a common ground. You say, why does that matter? Because the common ground or the common season, uh, it, it, it identifies with you. If I had a, a group right now of people that, that hey, you know, y'all broke up and you're sitting down, I could sit down with that, that group all day long, and we could identify without, without listen, you don't, doesn't mean you're whining, you're working through stuff, okay? Maybe you've gone through a, a divorce, maybe you've lost a child, maybe you've dealt with some impairment of your own, maybe you're going through something right now that you're like, preacher, I just don't know what to do alone. Right now, uh, I want you to know you're not alone. Not only are there others around you that can identify with chaos, God is still with you. Isaiah 43, 2 says this. God says, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. God was just giving me vision of, of the fact that um, I've been on several cruises with my wife, and, and, and one of the first things they do on a cruise is go ahead and make sure you, you know how to be prepared for the what-ifs that could happen on the boat out in the middle of nowhere. And so they, they want to get you those life jackets and make sure you know how to put them on and know, know where you need to go from there if they have to sound that alarm. Some of you, the, the thing that makes you most vulnerable, you don't have on your spiritual life jacket. And you, you need to put on the full armor of God. You need to quit playing with God, and you need to lean into God. And, and I'm telling you, some of you, 
if you did that, if you, cho- if you decided, because again, you got to make that decision, if you decided that, hey, from this moment forward, I'm going to walk with God so God can work on me, in me, and through me, you will get where you want to go. The, the, the scripture's clear. You know, those who walk with God always reach their destination. Listen, knowing God is with you can give you confidence through anything. God tells us, his children, whatever you're going through, I'll be right there with you. Don't you worry about it. I'm with you step by step, moment by moment, shock by shock, feeling by feeling, through it all. Psalm 23, 4 says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Listen, that doesn't apply just whenever you lose a loved one. That applies any time in your life. When you're in a valley, when you're, when you're in the darkness, when you feel like you just you can't see beyond where you are, God's like, I'm with you. Dr. Charles Stanley once said, he said, when you and I are walking through the dark times, no matter how dark, no matter who caused it, no matter what the source is, the basic bottom line principle is this. God is with me in the darkness. Hebrews 13, 5 says, for God has said, I will never fail you and I will never abandon you. But number four, and it's going to be different on your screen. I'll explain that in a moment. When you feel uncertain, God says, remember, I have a plan. And Brother Trey wanted me to mention, he, he, and normally if you ever see a mistake up on the screen, I made it. I'm very grateful that this time he made it. But he wanted this corrected, okay? So he, so he wanted you to, but, but I, I believe God wanted to use it. You notice it says, when you feel uncertain, remember, I have a plan. But listen, God is referred to as I am in the Bible, isn't he? So I, I thank God meant for it. He wanted you to know the great I am has a great plan for you. The great I am has a great plan for you. Listen, it's perfectly more normal to have a lot of unsure moments. You know, I say stuff to you sometimes that my mama says I shouldn't say. I just can't stop it, mama. I got a condition. But I want you to hear me when I say this. Bless her heart when she hears this stuff. I'm sure, Mama, I am sure that you have secretly seen some of these things or someone has pointed it out to you before. We're at the intermission time, so I'm just trying to wake y'all up. But how many of you know what I mean when I say no matter what, how called you feel to be doing whatever you're doing, you have a lot of unsure moments. If I operated off my unsure moments, Lord Jesus, I wouldn't be back to you next Sunday. I'd resign right now. I'd say, well, first of all, look at me. Listen to me. You think I'm a preacher? Some of you still are wondering. You're like, I don't know, but, man, if God can use a dummy like him. That's fine with me, by the way. That doesn't insult me. Don't say it out loud. I could hear my father-in-law right now say Amen. But I want to I say this to you. I have, I have had a lot of things that God has led me to that I feel extremely sure of, and yet I'm unsure about me. Okay? Notice that there's a difference. You can, I want you to write this down. You can have full confidence in God and no confidence in yourself or your situation. And so that's, that's just sometimes where we are. We're like, man, I'm outmatched. I can't do this. I've never had experience doing this. Um, I don't know what to do in this. And that's when you free fall. You're like, God, if I'm going to get through this, it's going to be because you carry me. 
If I'm going to get beyond this, it's going to be because you carry me. If I'm going to take the next right step, it's going to be because you led me. Listen, it's perfectly normal to have unsure moments. You know, there's nowhere in Scripture ever where God says we can have lasting peace based on what we see, think, know, or feel. Okay? You can attain all the knowledge there is in the world. Let's just say you stored it all in your brain. In fact, um, man's knowledge can get in the way of, God, of man seeking God when we think we actually know more than we do. God's Word tells us that when we are unsure, God is still sure. There is nothing that has happened in your life so far. I want you to hear that. Nothing. Even that thing that you felt like was an accident or just was a complete mess up of your life. Nothing in your life that is going on, is going on, or will go on in your life surprises God. It does not derail his plans. God is greater than your greatest screw-up. That's the reason you got salvation to begin with. If life was about, listen, if salvation or walking with God was about perfection, who, who would get to? By the grace of God. And listen, by the grace of God, he still has plans for you. Sometimes we, we give up on ourselves, and yet God's not giving up on us. Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Listen, God is certain of the plans he has for you. This is something that should relieve you. You don't need to create the plans. You need to seek the one with the plans. You don't have to write the script. You need to go to the one who has the script. He might not show you everything. Listen, God's not going to show you everything that you want to know, but he's going to show you day by day when you're seeking him with all your heart what you needed to know. You, you go on from that, from what I just read in Jeremiah 29, 11, and read verses 12 and 13. It says that when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. When you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. Listen, your heart has to be connected to the Lord, and you, you need to get to where you're not just looking for a bailout. I've, I've done a lot of those in my life myself, where I'm, I'm looking for God to bail me out, but, but I just need to get on my face before him, not just ask him to, to, to fix a situation that I feel in a pickle about. Sometimes we do, we have to call bailout prayers to begin with, but I'm just saying, in general, you, you've got a free fall, you've got to make this decisive decision that you are going to trust God, follow God the rest of your life. When you make that decision, that's when you start heading the right direction. And, and, it, and it's, it's, it's your own personal heart. God knows every heart in here. I love how the Apostle Paul, he reminds us that God is still certain of how he's at work in our lives. Look at Philippians 1.6. He says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Listen, until you draw your last breath, God will be working on you. And then when he's done with the plans that he has for you, he'll call you up. But as long as he's got you here, as long as you've got breath, as long as you've got opportunity, God's got a plan. God's got a will. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Listen, we will always have question marks, but do not be afraid. God always has exclamation marks. He's not wondering how he's going to work it out. He's not wondering how you're going to get through this or that. He's not wondering how this part and that part is going to, you know, come about in his will and create something that's God-sized. Listen, no matter what your season of life, God still has a plan. Psalm 33, 11, 
says, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Listen, you don't have to understand God's will. You just need to trust God's will. But last but not least today, fifth, when you feel helpless, remember, I will help you. God says, when you feel helpless, remember, I'll help you. The Christian life has never been about what we can do. The, the difference between a new believer and a mature believer, okay? I, I should just say a believer versus a mature believer is a mature believer has learned and realized that becoming a Christian is not about becoming better or becoming more self-reliant. It's about being more Christ-reliant. It's, it's not about what you can do, but what God has done, is doing, and wants to do through you. The more we grow, the more we learn to, to, to rely on God and walk with God. Otherwise, your relationship with God will feel like work, like it'll wear you out. It'll, it, 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 when I try to live that way or pastor that way, wears me out versus I have a joy when I know I'm walking in and I'm just letting God continue to work on me and spill through me. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, it says, For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So I will have no fear. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of need. It doesn't matter when the time is. It could be 3 in the morning, 3 in the afternoon. You can call him. He's right there. Philippians 4, 19 Paul says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, there's a verse of scripture that sort of, um, uh, I, I guess I would say, inspired today's message. I was doing a little bit of reading and, and just, just personally seeking God on things and, and, and my own emotions and things. And, and so what I just shared with you about uh, what you, how, how you counter being afraid, alone, or uncertain, or feeling helpless. It's all found in this last verse that I want to share with you. Isaiah 41, 10, and then I'm going to look at verse 13. It says, God says, don't be afraid. Why? For I am with you. It does not say because you know so much, because you're so great, because you're so smart. Why? Because I am with you. Don't be afraid. Then he says, don't be discouraged, for I am your God. You know how David slew Goliath? Because he did it in the name of the Lord. It wasn't about his size. It was about God's size. He says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. If you're like me and human, sometimes uh, the devil will take you to scenarios of the future. And you start really getting worried. Because you're like, man, I've never dealt with this before. I've never dealt with that before. And, and again, the anxiety, just, it just grows up in you. And, and you start worrying about certain things that you haven't even gotten to yet. But you need to remember the same God that is with you now is the same God that will be with you then. And just as he's given you enough to make it now, you will make it through then. Verse 13 says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Would you bow your heads with me today? Dear Heavenly Father God, today we just humbly come to you. We, in fact, Lord, we run to you. Lord, those of us who realize that we can't even walk without you holding our hand. 
that we can't see beyond where we are, God, but we can trust you to take us beyond where we are. God, help us when we're afraid to know that you are with us. Help us when we are discouraged to know that you are God. Help us when we are weak, weak God, to, to know that, that you will give us the strength we need. Help us, Lord, to know that when we feel helpless and even hopeless, God, we are never without hope. For you know the plans you have for us. Plans not to harm us, but to give us hope and a future. God, right now, Lord, I lift up each and every person joining us right now. And I pray, God, into their lives, your divine peace. I pray, God, today would be a turning point for people that before have always tried to rely on themselves, God, and that they will choose to live God-reliant, Christ-reliant, God, knowing that you supply all of our needs. God, we, we, we come to you. We give you everything and everyone. And, Lord, we thank you that just as you've been a good, faithful God all these years, that your faithfulness will never end from generation to generation and forever and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. As you stand with us, this altar is open. Should you want to come speak with me and, and me pray with you, I'm available. This altar is a place of grace.